Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Steve Geller will join us at 540 today for our triple option. And, Bob, now is our What Are the Odds segment presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of WWL. I not get a chance to talk about it today, but, um, Bob, your thoughts, Atlanta Saints. Man, listening to David Archer, who's always an upbeat guy, right. and he did joke around yesterday with us. He didn't sound overly optimistic about the Falcons. And oh, three points. The, the instability at, at quarterback. At quarterback yeah. raises that question at this point. So, three-point favorite Saints. Well, and, and this is the thing. Uh, Atlanta's lost uh, three of their past four games. They were in the driver's seat. Uh, but Man, it just Bob, they had it. No, uh, but but now and, and look, they still can win the NFC South, even though they've lost three or four. A lot like the Saints, they're going to want to beat the Saints. And if Tampa Bay lose to Carolina, then they would win the division. Now we want to win. That being the who that nation, the Saints, we win. And then uh, Carolina uh, would upset Tampa Bay. Now I don't think it's going to happen. Then we win the division. You know, it just goes to show you how everyone's hovering around five hundred right now. The Falcons are seven and nine. Mike, uh, it looks like Taylor Heineke. It looks like he will play, even though uh, he, he was limited. He today. injured his uh, left ankle. Uh, I think he's going to try and return this week. I think the coach trusts him more now, uh, but usually protects the football. But against the Bears now, where they're dealing with inclement weather with the snow and all that, he threw three of the team's four interceptions. Well, I guarantee you, Mike, if we get uh, three or four interceptions, shame on the Saints if we don't win. No, you should win that game. Well, well and if you look at it, um, and then Ritter came in there. He even threw a pick at the end. Uh, but, Mike, it was looking at uh, – it was only like 10 of 29 for 163 yards, but it was in snow and uh, snowy and uh, just windy his body language in that game against Chicago. He just looked like, you know, I'd rather be anywhere else but here. Uh, and I know he's a competitor. I've been around Desmond. He came to the Manning camp back-to-back years. He's a good dude. He's a big guy, too. He's no small guy. Uh, but I, just his body language, it didn't look right when, when he got put in the lineup. Just didn't look right. Well, uh, he's not the answer, I think. Uh, and Atlanta fans know that. Uh, but if you look at it, Mike, uh, the Saints opened up. A three-and-a-half-point favorite now is three, three points. So I, I think that's about right. I, mean, I, I think I, so. Just hope Ku ain't on the field in the final moment. No, because he'll make the kick. <laughs> uh, no, and it, uh, Blake Gruby, we confident that he would make the kick too. You know, but I'm more the, confident in Ku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he's really been that good. Now, Mike, how about um, uh, now? It just goes to show you. Uh, now, Tampa Bay opened up at Carolina, four point favorite. Uh, now it's five and a half. Uh, would you take the points, or you st- think Tampa will cover that? I, I still think Tampa wins that because game. the last time they played, I it think was it was close. a three-point game. It was close. It was twenty-one eighteen. Yeah, yeah. That so then I was at Tampa. So. But man, so well, but much. Carolina laid an egg last week against Mike. What twenty-six? Could they play any worse? <laughs> and you get your own afard, and 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 somebody did the divvying up on it. It's less than one percent of his worth. 
I think it's like a third oh, yeah, of one percent. The three hundred thousand dollars David Tepper got fined. What? Uh, man, that's thirty bucks. Well, to, uh, to, to I, me, I got it. Don't worry me, about it. Uh, you know how you get an owner's attention because they own the team and they always want to be there. You got to suspend him instead of fining him three hundred thousand. You got to suspend him. Uh, let's say for half a dozen or a handful of games where the home or away you can't go to the game. That'll get that their, would really bother uh, him. Oh, but I, that's what I'm saying. That if you want to get their attention, because he's neurotic. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Listen, not, we, not no three hundred thousand fine. Come you on. got people even who don't have a lot of money that are like that. But he's got money, and so people put up with it. Oh, right. you know, he's just eccentric, yeah, as they yeah. would say. Okay, he's got a really bad temper. He has no patience with people. He sort of takes it out on everybody else. Um, you you better win. Or are you going to be unemployed real quick well, well, uh, with Tepper? Th- th- that's why I think Mike more than a monetary fine. They needed to suspend him. Th- that would, to me, that would get his. He's one of the more. guys. He's going to vote, f- well, uh, you know, with Jerry and the rest of the gang vote. For right him. now, Mike, uh, looking at the Saints, obviously, uh, you know, Atlanta has no shot for the wild card if they win. E- either the only way Atlanta could be in the playoffs is by winning a division. They don't have a shot at the wild card. You yeah, they would have record. to beat the Saints. And, and, and then Carolina, Carolina yeah, would have that's to That's the only way they can get in. Tampa, yeah. Now, we can get in that way if we beat Atlanta and win the NFC South, but we have a shot at the wild card. Now, I want you to break this down. What do you think is going to happen? Because two things has to happen. If you look at it, and we're going to watch this after the Saints because they're playing late in the afternoon. We had 12 noon. But you look, Seattle at Arizona. Now, the Seahawks open uh, a three-point favorite, and it's down to two and a half. We all know what the Cardinals did last week against the Eagles on the road, but this is at Arizona. They beat the Cowgirls in Arizona. But, Mike, that uh, went from a three to two and a half uh, point uh, line. The over none is like 47 and a half. So go Cardinals. Uh, we need the Cardinals to win. Bob, is Geno Smith has not played as well as he did a year ago. You know what was disappointing watching Seattle? Their defense is sorry. They don't tackle well in space. That is true. Uh, man, you get a guy out in the open field. Man, he's still out in the open field. I've never seen a Pete Carroll defense like that. Uh, well, where, that has to be driving him crazy. Because I know That's where Pete's. That's yeah. wheelhouse of his. But, man, their open field tackling is awful. And teams have gashed them running the football. Arizona has a way to win. I still think Seattle wins it. Yeah, but, but I'm just hoping because uh, what's going to benefit the Saints. Uh, we need Arizona to beat Seattle at Arizona. I was looking at wild card, and we take care of business, even though uh, I think it's just as likely, though, Arizona and the Bears to win as Carolina beating Tampa Bay. Bob, so the other game, Mike, so what do you say there? Uh, Chicago at Green Bay. That was two and a half point. Now it's a three-point spread. Uh, well, what do you think on that Okay, one? here's the crazy thing. Uh, that three-point spread, 73% of the money bet has been bet on Chicago. Oh, uh, and, and Chicago, what have you done for me lately? Uh, they've been hot since the Saints game and Justin Fields coming back. Mike, I want to say they won like four or five or something. Somewhere somewhere like that. The Bears, the Bears have been hot. And so uh, – Listen, uh, the Bears have some They pieces. would like nothing more than a knockout Green Bay. Oh, you, you know, know it. Uh, now it's at it. Green Bay now. And but they have some pieces. They don't have everything in place, but you got all those draft choices. 
uh, because of the trade. You'll have the first overall pick. I'm lying to everybody and saying, you know what? I'm going to pick Caleb Williams. Tell me what you want in exchange. Well, you know what? You know, because you can look into the future. Uh, no one really knew at this time or let's say in the offseason. Now look at C.J. Stroud, what he's meant to the Texans. Look at the difference how he made the Texans re- relevant. If the Bears picked the right players, to me, the Bears could be that team in the NFL for 2024 because of the players that they already have in the, in the building. And if they uh, add additional players that they make the right choices, the Bears could be like the, uh, uh, the 2023 version of the Texans, but do that next season in 24. All I know is one dude paid off from D.J. Moore. Oh, yes. Uh, that, and then they made that trade for Montez Sweat with the uh, with Commanders. The Redskins, or the Commanders, Goodness. yeah. Uh, Montez can flat out play. Um, uh, Deuce can come in on that when we get him on. But, man, Montez always was a great pass rusher. And they got some pieces there. Tariq Stevenson, who was also part of that trade with the first overall pick, their second-round pick. He's a starter. DJ, uh, Darnell Wright, who they picked in round one, starting tackle. Bob, they have some pieces there. Well, and, they have and, some. And, they got a few. And who that nation? What it's but it that, all balls on fields. Yeah, what's going to end up happening, uh, Mike? You're going to be definitely looking at the games in late afternoon. Now, if the Saints don't beat Atlanta, then you're going to be uh, uh, ticked off. Or if we do beat Atlanta, and Tampa Bay wins, uh, then you, then all of a sudden you win. Okay, you beat Atlanta, Tampa Bay wins. Then you almost have to see what's occurring. You know, whether you got the Red Zone channel or whatever, however you could view anything, you're going to want to see the late afternoon games, Seattle at Arizona and uh, uh, Chicago at Green Bay. Mike, the NFL loves this. Think about this. Because, Mike, that's what you want. It's going down like hour to hour and and what's going to actually occur. Keeps you watching. The other thing, too, is I've heard it so many times during the week about Man, Mike, you know what? Uh, I hope the Saints beat Atlanta, but I, I know Tampa's going to get in. Uh, but uh, Tampa's a much better team than the Saints. And I'm in – what? Tampa is basically in the same no, boat the, the, the Saints are in. They're, they're, they're they a middle-of-the-road team in yeah, the NFL. Uh, and, and even, but somebody got to win it. Yeah, even Atlanta. Uh, and oh. Listen, uh, Atlanta doesn't suck. The Saints don't suck. The Bucks don't suck. But that doesn't mean they're great. No, they middle the pack. They're they looking in the same mirror you looking in. Yes, yes. Like, do you get hot or not? Look, look again. Uh, look at Atlanta. Uh, how they, how Mike? They were in the driver's seat when they closed out that game against us, and then they lost three of the past four games. You just don't know. It's like, well, we're not taking advantage of opportunity. But I think Tampa. Look, uh, if they beat the Saints. Uh, they NFC South champs with, 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 with one game to play. My thing is, it's so at home, rough. and they didn't do it. They got the champagne waiting for them in the <laughs> yes. locker room. Everything, and oh, 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 this, oh, oh. Quite we, we got to put the championship T-shirts back in the box, and <laughs> yeah. uh, got to bring that somewhere we, we else. We got to take the champagne off ice and all that. No, but they're all about the same, Mike. So I don't know. They are all uh, mediocre uh, to uh, me. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, all those teams you brought up. I think Seattle. Atlanta, the Saints, you know, Tampa. The, the only one, that, uh, and we played them on that Thursday game, who could be hot in the NFC is the Rams. The Rams. Uh, you might, that might be one team that you don't necessarily want to play. Uh, look, I wouldn't the, put them in the mediocre part. Right, right. Uh, I wouldn't. Mike, so who would you say? I would say um, 
the Rams, the AFC version. I don't think you could put the Bills in that regard. Well, what would be not the, yet? Yeah, what would be the AFC version? Maybe kind of like the Cleveland's Rams. played really well. Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, Joe Flacco, yeah. what a story! Oh, uh, that, that's unbelievable. How can you not? How can you hate on Cleveland? Come on. What that's our what are the odds segment is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of WWL. We come back. We'll have on with us Deuce McAllister here from Odyssey Sports WWL, color analyst for the New Orleans Saints. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear On our Oakwood Hardula's Talk and Text line, got a Deuce McAllister on. Deuce, before we get into Saints, I want to ask you, uh, you're, do you have a connection with Harlem Berry? Harlem Berry, the number one rated running back in, uh, the, I guess, the country and certainly in the state of Louisiana for 2025 from St. Martin's Episcopal School, has verbally committed to LSU. You got a connection with Harlem? I know Harlem really, really well. Okay. And I'm extremely proud and happy for him. Uh, you know, and, and it's interesting because if you know him, uh, he loves football, he but does. his favorite love may be basketball. Basketball, yep. Yeah, it, it, it may be basketball. And so uh, I'm extremely happy for him. Uh, and, you know, he, he obviously has to do what's best for him. And, you know, he's got some connections to Texas. He's got some connections to Florida. Um, but, you know, being able to go to LSU and being able to – for his family to be able to come and see him play and be able to get developed. You know, Coach Frank, uh, I thought, did a really, really nice job in his recruitment. Uh, and, 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 and Harlem's only, only going to get better. Harlem's only going to get better. I mean, because the thing for him, he's done really well at St. Martin's, but, you know, the question has always been, well, why won't he go to a bigger school? Why won't he uh, go and compete maybe against some of the other elite defenses and teams like that? You can always argue that case. But at the same time, if I'm doing it at this level, why am I gonna go get go 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 get hit like that uh, when I'm already I already have national offers? It's one thing if I only have one offer, I've got national offers already, and I'm going to the camps. I'm competing and and doing well enough. Harlem, enjoy high school and get ready for college. Deuce, I was telling this to Bob. I was at a camp he was with, and he caught a ball coming out of the backfield, and like all of us. Uh, they got a bunch of high school coaches. I was there, but it was like, man, did he get out of that stance and get out into the flat fast? You talk about a guy that can scoot. He can flat out run. And here's the thing, like he's a, he's a track guy. Yes, he is. But he's really not a track guy because he hadn't been trained truly, truly for track. So Harlem is fast, but Harlem doesn't know how fast he is yet. I mean, because he hadn't been in a system where it's strictly dedicated for track or it's strictly dedicated for football. So um, he, he he's a guy, and I, I think it will work for him at tailback. But he's a guy, uh, if it doesn't work at tailback, you can put him back there at free safety, and he can cover a third or a quarter of the field, and you would feel really, really good about it. Now, uh, Deuce, looking at the matchup come Sunday, um, obviously, uh, it's great, uh, the schedule makers, when you look at it, uh, it's going to be going on at the same time. Obviously, so you're going to be watching. You got uh, Atlanta coming to town against the Saints. 
And then you got Tampa Bay going at Carolina. Then, um, depending on how it plays out, uh, let's say the Saints win. It doesn't really matter what happens in Tampa Bay and Carolina. Now, if you want to be in the postseason, we're going to be intrigued what's happening Seattle at Arizona and even uh, the Bears at Green Bay uh, later in the afternoon. So the NFL got to love this. This truly going down to the wire whether you're in the postseason or not. Yeah, the other two games, Bobby, that you mentioned, those games will kick off. Uh, they're the late two games, uh, Carolina and Tampa Bay. They play at the same time okay. as us. And so I know some guys will say, hey, look, I'm not watching the scoreboard. Uh, unless they don't put it up there, <laughs> they, 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 they're, they're going to be watching it. But at the same time, we'll be giving it, we'll give you the score, uh, you know, kind of the breakdown of what's going on if you're listening to us on the radio. But the other games, yes, they, the, both of those games, the Seattle as well as the uh, Green Bay, they play after the Saints. So obviously the Saints will be tuned in and watching those as well. Now, uh, Deuce, do you think we catch in Atlanta the right time? Because uh, they kind of disheartened right now, considering, boy, they really felt good about themselves uh, last time when we went to Atlanta and how they closed out that game where uh, we knew they were going to run and we really couldn't stop them. But they've lost three of their past four games. Uh, and then you look uh, to the two-headed monster, uh, B. John Robinson. I'm looking at he had uh, 123 scrimmage yards in that Week 12 meeting. And then you look at Algier, he rushed for 139 yards and a touchdown in that, uh, the last road meeting. So uh, that's really a, a one-two punch when you look at it. And uh, look, he caught with that one touchdown, even though against the Bears, he had a career-long 75-yard uh, touchdown reception. So uh, I, I guarantee you Dennis Allen got to be challenging him. Come on, we got to embarrass our humble at the end of the game when we needed to stop them from running it and that we can't let that happen again. Well, the other player, if you remember, it was Cordero Patterson as well. Yeah, I mean, right. he had numerous catches or runs where he was able to catch it short of the first down and break some tackles and still come up with a first down. And so uh, for the Saints, that's a game that they wish they had back. I mean, because I felt like that if you're able to score in the red zone, you don't have the turnovers, et cetera, then you win that game. I mean, and obviously it changes. They We couldn't get off the field at the end. They, they ran it down our throat and, you know, to the tune of 200 yards. And, you know, when they had to make a throw, they were able to make it, but it mainly was running the football. So for the Saints, for me, if you don't tackle, you're not going to win. But I don't think Atlanta is completely disheartened because, Bobby, you have to remember, if Tampa Bay does lose and Atlanta wins, right, they, Atlanta the, they goes, win the yeah, NFC South. Goes to, <laughs> they go to the playoff. I mean, and so people can think that, hey, look, uh, they're completely out of it, but no. it, it's not quite that way. I mean, if three-way tie and Tampa Bay loses, then Atlanta goes to the playoffs. So you're going to get their best effort. And uh, for the Saints, you know, I, I, I think it starts with, being able to put some pressure on them uh, where they can't just milk that clock and run the football. I mean, if the Saints can go up 10 points, 14 points, now you're going to stress and make them have to throw the football. And I think that's not what they want to do. They have the weapons to do it, but that's not what they want to do. They want to be able to drop back pass. They want to be able to use some play action, uh, and they want to run the football. I mean, they want to almost shorten the game, but they definitely want to get it to their playmakers and let those guys be able to, you know, just kind of grind out on you. Deuce, the other thing is, uh, and I agree with you, I think they have a certain game plan to win. One guy scares me on offense other than their running attack, and that's Drake London. He, he Okay, that's not a lot of receivers built like him. He is a big, tall, physical guy. And, okay, it's third and six. He'll get you that eight yards. It's similar to Michael Thomas in his heyday. He knew he knows where to run and get a first down. And you ain't got no defensive back that can match up with Drake London. 
because of his size. And if you don't respect his deep speed, he can beat you on that part too. He's a guy that uh, I think is the X factor uh, for well, well, them. Well, because had, as a receiver, he's uh, unusual no. to go up against. And uh, Deuce, like Mike's saying, he's had success against the Saints. He Look at the last three games. He has at least five plus catches and seventy plus receiving yep. yards. So uh, yeah, we, we, I mean, we haven't he, shut he, him down. <laughs> he, he he is a big physical receiver. And, you know, I was quite, uh, you know, uh, yeah, when they drafted him, I was like, man, you know, I thought that they reached for him, but uh, he he hadn't been consistent because he hadn't been able to get the football uh, consistently from the quarterback. But he is a big physical receiver, and you know, you talk about the Saints having the matchup of being able to be physical with him, but also have to respect his speed. I'm, I am going to play him a lot like I played Mike uh, Mike. You know, the, your, your last uh, matchup with Mike Evans, and so I'm going to uh, shade the corner. I mean, uh, be able to play the corner underneath and be able to shade the safety over the top. And so that forces now you you, you can't let the tight end and the other guys go off. And so right. everybody else, they have to be on their job, you know. And so for the Saints, it's going to be able to redirect him at the line of scrimmage, you know, particularly when he goes to the slot. But if not, then I'm playing press man. I want to jam him a little bit to be able to throw his timing off, and then I am shading that safety over the top for him, and I'm not allowing him to just be able to take the top off my defense or just to be able to kind of play bully ball at the receiver spot. Now, uh, Deuce, uh, looking at Pete Werner, uh, you know, last week he – you know, we always used to double D leading the team in tackles. We had eight unassisted tackles, nine total tackles. So he's right in the 90, I want to say like uh, 89 tackles. Uh, the question I have, it's an opinion. Uh, uh, who's better, Pete Werner or Kane Nellis? I'm looking at Kane Nellis right now when he's up Atlanta. Uh, l- last uh, week he had nine tackles, very similar to Pete Werner. He also had, uh, now he has four sacks for the uh, season. But he has a career high. He's at 119 tackles, 11 tackles for a loss in 2023. And uh, he, he seemed like he's getting those tackles for a loss week in and week out. And in that week 12 meeting, uh, he had, uh, uh, you know, uh, what, uh, a career high seven sacks in 22 in New Orleans. Uh, so uh, it, it seems like that's been money well spent. But how do you view Kane Nellis and uh, Pete Werner? About the same or do you give Kane Nellis maybe a slight edge? Well, actually, you know, it's really how they're using Caden Ellis as well. Okay. I mean, Caden Ellis it plays all three downs for Atlanta. Pete Warner doesn't play all three downs anymore for New Orleans. He comes out of the dime package for New Orleans. When the Saints were playing a three-down lineman, they were keeping he and DeMario on the field. But normally what the Saints have been doing is uh, Pete Warner's been coming out on third down because they go dime. And so that's probably affected his numbers a little as far as total overall tackles. And then they still use him as a guy that they use on the pick plays and doing some different things on some certain looks defensively. Uh, but but for me, it's really how they use both of those linebackers. It's kind of different. I mean, because Caden Ellis is a guy on third down. He goes shifts really from uh, linebacker to defensive end. He's a rusher. He turns into a rusher right. for, for, for Atlanta, and he really did it for the uh, for the Saints as well. Uh, Pete Warner is not that guy. He's not a rusher. He's a guy that they use as a pick guy, and then he'll blitz. But he's not a defensive end or a linebacker that turns into a defensive end. And so, you know, it's really how they want to use him. The Saints use Warner more as a, more of an off the ball linebacker. But Caden Ellis, he's off the ball. But then third down, he goes he's to rushing. the defensive end for him. Yeah, uh, new Deuce. Uh, it seems like we've said this now for a month, uh, for sure. Three weeks, if not four. 
And I think the same thing. Uh, come on, it's like shame on us if we don't beat Tampa Bay. We're a plus four in that turnover uh, differential. And look, right now, that, that's one thing. And it, it, it's amazing that Atlanta is uh, has a chance to win the NFC South. They're minus nine in the turnover differential, and we plus eight. So I think, again, uh, we look at that and how close we are uh, all in the NFC South, whether it's us, Tampa Bay, or Atlanta. Uh, that I think we got to be opportunistic in the dome and at least be a plus one or two or not negative for sure. Just get no, you either know. even or yeah, plus yeah, one yeah. negative. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't be negative. You prefer plus two. Uh, you'll definitely take plus one, but you can't be negative. I mean that that, that just spells for a close game, field goal, field position, uh, who won a uh, penalty battle, different things of that nature. You know, particularly if you're negative. But if you you're plus one, plus two, then you can do all the other things that we just talked about. Well then you're probably going to end up winning. Deuce, uh, kind of flip it a little bit. I don't ever remember the buzz about Ole Miss football as much as I'm hearing now. Maybe 2015, uh, that was the 10-3 and three year. But I'm talking about people who really are involved in college football because Jackson Dart coming back, what they've done in the transfer portal. Uh, have you ever remember a year with so much buzz? Now, we months and months away from Ole Miss playing another game. So much buzz about Ole Miss football uh, for the uh, upcoming season as we're getting today. Eli, Eli's a senior, okay. I mean, but we didn't have social media. You didn't have social media. I mean, Eli's senior year, you had that type of feel. You had that type of buzz because you knew you had a top five quarterback uh, as far as NFL-wise. And now I'm not, I'm not saying Jackson Dart is that, but he will be a, a three-year starter in the SEC next year, and then he'll have you know pretty complimentary skill guys. He pretty much has all of his skill guys returning outside of one uh, and the other one. You know, from an offensive line standpoint, I think you have – three, maybe two returning, but they've hit the portal pretty good with the uh, um, offensive linemen. I mean, but but for Ole Miss, it's, it's the jump in defense. That's what they're excited about. I mean, to be able to get some of the guys that they've got defensively through the portal. Uh, the question, and, and, and it's, it's it's an NFL team as well, it's always can you mesh. I mean, because you, you guys know it. When yep. you get into that portal and you, 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 you're, you're getting a guy that will be on your campus normally less than a year. Normally, less than a year. That's if he comes during the spring. If he doesn't come into the spring and he only comes in the summer, he's on your campus six months. I mean, and so it, it, it's almost like he's a hired, uh, hired guy, hired gun in a sense to be able to come in. Uh, you know, I may get to know my teammates. I may not. I may get to know the campus. I may get to know the community. I may not. But I'm here to win football games. And so the mesh always is critical to make sure that you're you're getting and signing the right guys. That then when you do, it all you know is going well. I mean, because we know what happens when it goes well. What happens when it hits a little adversity? Can you get that group to stay together? And that's always the question when you recruit in that portal. Now, uh, do some, you know, some fans all like, uh, I'm going to read this. It's kind of comical. This is from, uh, oh, this is circulating on Facebook. uh, And it's very important to me that if y'all would address this, please, it's like almost begging. Thank you. Okay. And they're like, uh, you know, a number of people, I don't know, just haters or, uh, I don't know. They look at the glass half empty instead of half full. Like, I hope the Saints lose just so we can fire Dennis Allen and uh, Pete Carmichael. I think even if the Saints don't come out on top and they're not in the postseason, I think maybe you might make changes, but I think Dennis Allen would be around, maybe not Pete Carmichael, but 
Uh, people think that uh, that Dennis Allen, if we don't beat Atlanta, he's gone for sure. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, and, and don't believe everything you read on Facebook right, either. Right. That's the other part. <laughs> I, I hate to break them that, but uh, yeah. don't believe everything there. <laughs> Not everything, and you know, if you're if you're if you're in that mood, and if you've gotten to that state where you feel like that, you hope that you know your your team that you you claim that you're a fan of, right? You hope that they lose uh, just because you want somebody to lose their job. You 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 need a break. You need you need exactly. a break. You need to you know you need you you need to take take a step back and just say, hey, look. I need to just find something else to do right now until you know maybe uh, I, I'm gonna just get away from that for a while. Deuce, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always appreciate it. Great insights, buddy. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, Deuce. Deuce McAllister, the color analyst here for WWL. He's doing good. And he's also doing, he's Saints, bringing in the new year. He's working he's out. He's working out. Yeah, he's the new year's resolution. Yeah, well, we may start having to do that, right? Um, yeah. Okay, you heard that long pause, so you know that's really not going to happen right away. We'll be back with more Sports Talk and Triple Option right after this break here on the Big 870. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Steve Geller joins us now, and it's time for WWL's Triple Option where each of us give our top takes on the top stories in sports. And it's brought to you by Lambert Zaney, representing injured maritime workers for over 40 years. Bobby? Well, um, listen, Mike, we're all Lamar Jackson fans. Uh, we said this. Uh, well, Lamar, you and I are. Uh, Lamar sweepstakes. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I hope we don't go to Atlanta and all that. And the Ravens eventually took care of him. But, you know, it doesn't matter who you beat and, you know, like, oh, well, look, we've done pretty well against losing teams or 500 or below. But this caught my attention. The Ravens have not only beaten uh, better teams, but they've dominated them. Now, think about this. And you got Lamar Jackson. I mean, to me, he's boosted his chances of uh, his second MVP award with back-to-back sensational performances and lopsided wins. Over the 49ers, who are 12 and 4, the Dolphins, 11 and 5. Now, the Ravens are currently, uh, they secured number one seed 13 and 3. But if you look at it, he threw for 573 yards and seven touchdowns with 145 and a half uh, passer rating and ran for 80 yards in two games as the Ravens outscored both teams 89 to 38. It's about like, you know, like, okay, we dominating, but we dominating who's supposed to be in the hunt are the best of the best. In five games this season against teams that currently have 11 wins, Jackson has completed 72% of his passes, 90 of 125, right under 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns, two picks, and a quarterback rating of 135. Uh, now, maybe this might be the year that he's finally going to do it in the postseason because that's been his Achilles heel. Now, the Ravens are 4-1 uh, and one in those games with an average margin of victory of 27 points. And each of the win has been by at least two touchdowns, 14 points. So, now, if you a Ravens fan, Lamar, man, you got to think. Now, you, you might be a little nervous about the postseason, but you got to like your team. Like, man, we kicking everybody's behind. <laughs> And especially the winning teams who, oh, oh, wait, do you play the 49ers? And how many Dolphin fans are saying, oh, uh, the Ravens better watch out for us? No, they ain't saying that. uh, The the Ravens said uh, not so fast. Steve? (laughs) Guys, uh, once again, doing a Pelicans update here. Just got word that Trey Murphy will not 
be available again tonight. Still deal, dealing with uh, left knee soreness, the team playing uh, game two of a back-to-back tonight in Minnesota. We know those T-Wolves are a tough matchup, but man, oh man, this Pell squad's been playing really well of late. They're going for their fourth straight victory, but the T-Wolves, like I mentioned, their record at home right now, 14-1. and Yow. Yeah, we'll be we'll get more into that with Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast uh, next hour, talking about previewing this matchup. But man, Pelicans hoops—they've been playing right well right now. We'll see how they can do it on a back-to-back on the road. Definitely a tough one for them this evening. Yeah, no question about it. And it's matchups. Yeah, that, that's the thing when they play the Timberwolves guys. Uh, defense still wins in the NFL, and uh, teams with the fewest points per game allowed this season. Guess who's number one? The Ravens. They give up just 16.4 points per game. Number two, San Francisco, 17.3. The third one would surprise you, but this is how they're winning, and it's not the explosive offense. Kansas City Chiefs, Hmm. 17.6. Spags. The Buffalo Bills are next, 18.6. And Bobby's favorite right team, the Cowboys, (laughs) 19.1. Points per game. Look at those teams: Ravens, right. 49ers, Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys. As a reason, they've won. They play really good defense. Now, teams with the most points allowed: the Commanders. They've given up 30 points a game. Ooh. Uh, you see why they are where they are. The Cardinals are next, 27.1. They play hard, yeah. but they give up a lot on defense. The Panthers are third, 25.4 points per game. Steve, cover years for this. It's the Eagles. They're the outlier here. 25.1 points per game given up. And they're the only team there with a winning record. And then the Giants, 24.8. But it goes to show you guys, as much as is talked about scoring points Hmm. and receivers and quarterbacks and running backs, all this stuff, you play good defense, look where it gets you. Look Look at those teams, Ravens, 49ers, Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys. Well, and, and you think about it, uh, how quickly things could change. At one point, the Eagles were 10-1. and one. And now I would want to play them today. Uh, you know, they all – uh, the, the Saints, we, we can hang with the Eagles right now. Look, we beat them last year. Uh, you remember? And you might, oh, well, Jalen Hurst didn't play, but he don't play defense. We won at Philly. But, you know, they were screaming and singing – Fly, Eagles, fly. And that, like Steve would say, now they're going, cry, cry Eagles, cry. cry. No, they're crying right now. And it's brutal. What a, turn, what a turnaround for that team. And you talk about, I think there's friction in the locker room. I think there's obviously something's not right there. You change defensive coordinators. And all, that all, type offense record? and defense. Uh, to me, that's where you think the coordinators don't make a difference. Look where the coordinators are. Uh, and, and look at the success. Yep. And because, uh, man, Scarani, what he's, uh, Scarani, what he's done with, with the, the coach is, is really great. Now, out west in Arizona, he took over a bad situation again. But, but, but look, uh, Mike. But they uh, play hard. No, right. They, 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 they play hard. The they, right. they play hard. They took down the Eagles and they took down the Cowgirls. In two games, they ran forward 200 yards against them, both those. Now, What's crazy is they lost to the Commanders and the Giants. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> like, how did that happen? <laughs> that, that, that don't quite fit, but that is the NFL. That's a wrap on Triple Option brought to you by Lambert. Zaney, representing injured maritime workers for over 40 years. Join us every day in the 5 o'clock hour for our top takes on sports. 
on the Sports Powerhouse, WWL. We'll be back to finish it off here in our number two of Sports Talk on the Big 870. We're finishing up here in our number two of Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with Steve Geller and the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. We had it during the 5 o'clock hour, but uh, we'll repeat it again. Harlem Berry, the number one rated running back in the state of Louisiana for 2025 and uh, basically across the country. He's the number one rated running back from St. Martin's Episcopal School, has verbally committed to LSU. So uh, LSU got one more now, well, Bryce well, Underwood, the uh, quarterback from Michigan. They're waiting on him, and he'll announce Friday. Well, Mike, both Tigers, if this year with Jalen Daniels, what if LSU could have had the Missouri Tiger defense? Well, we'd have been in, have been in the be final playing four. in the final four. Uh, yeah, if not, maybe for the championship. And so you, you hear a lot of names thrown out there, but again, this is going to come down to Brian Kelly, who he feels comfortable with as a defensive coordinator. Um, and um, again, uh, we, we saw it all season long. This team out of position, bad tackling, not taking good angles to the football, and not developing their young talent. We'll be back with more sports talk right after this news break here on the Big 870 WWL. 